gentlemen, take three. How are we? I'm good. good. How are you? I am great. Oh. My mic isn't ca- isn't crackling anymore, right, Alex? It is not. Okay, we're all back in our normal homes. We're mm. not recording on campus of, with faulty technology. Hopefully, we sorted everything out before we started recording. I think we're good. I we're hope good. so. We're good. we're good. We're good. Just making sure none of us have energy saving lights that will go off in 20 minutes, right? That is, uh, you know. I, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny watching it back, to be honest. It was hilarious. Yes. Anyway, it's time to talk about some hockey, guys. And, well, you know, we care about two teams, especially on this podcast, and they just happened to play last night. It's the Leafs and the Habs. Before we do that, though, surprise, surprise, Charles Leclerc, championship lead in F1. Max, he didn't crash, but, you know, two DNFs for Red Bull to start the year for their main main driver. The reigning champion, even though he didn't deserve to win, human error. Charles is winning. Let's go. Did you, get, did you stay up for it? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I went to bed as as Carlos signs his, his race ended early. And I was like, okay, Adam. I went to bed and I saw Charles was winning. And I thought, okay, we're good. Hopefully I wake up and everything's good. And I woke up and I saw he won. So it's good. I rewatched it when I woke up though. And uh, yeah, it was fun. Bit of a boring race besides some of the DNFs, but it's Australia. It's normally a little meh. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hockey. Did you see Atsy? Wait, wait, hold on. Uh Daniel, did you see what Alex Albano did? No, what happened? He so there's a rule in F1 where you have to use two at minimum two different tire um like tire compounds. Uh unless it, I think unless it rains and it's a bit different. So Alex Albano, Alex Alba, um, went all but one race on one set of tires. <laughs> um, didn't pit until the last lap of the race. I think Vettel did a couple years ago when he was with yeah, Red yeah. Bull uh, and f- got, got a point with Williams, which was, uh, I, th- I don't know if he got driver of the day, but yeah, he went from, I think it was 20th to 10th. So your boy, Alex Albano looked great. Alex Albano. <laughs> Albano. No, they call him Albano. Okay. It's a thing from when they were like a bunch of them used to like Twitch stream together. Okay, like Leclerc it. and yeah, that yeah. used to call him Alexi Albano. I don't know why, but you know. You'd love um, to see that he's back. I'm excited. Um, you know, Laura, when she was on the episode, she she called it. She said he's having he's gonna have a bounce back season. So I'm excited for it. Well, he's already better than the TV. But then again, everyone is. It's a low bar. That's a low bar. Well, yes, yes. But how profitable is he I, as I, a Canadian I, athlete? Athlete? Uh, is he? <laughs> I don't think he was in the top ten, was he? No, he wasn't. He's was probably you know, eleventh. He'll make it, which wouldn't surprise me, right? But yeah. no, too. Oh, what a list! So, going into the Leafs and Habs game, first off, Daniel, did you watch uh, any of the pre-show yesterday on Hockey Night? Um, I didn't get to. I so what happened was I went to the Jays game. Okay, and nice. then my friends and I are like, "Hey, we're already in the area at six thirty. Let's try to go to the Habs game." Check. Ticketmaster and stuff up. Tickets start at like three seventy six. Like, yeah, we're probably just gonna go to a bar and watch it. So fair. I watched the game, but I didn't watch the pregame. Okay, you, fair enough. You should have gone to the scalpers like ten minutes before the game started. That I have a way. funny story about that. So sure. there were a few scalpers there. Um, they're like, "Hey, Leafs tickets. Who wants Leafs tickets?" And then they saw our they saw our bobblehead. We got the George Springer bobblehead, right? As one of the giveaway, one of the, like the first like really great giveaways of the blue jay season and the guy's like hey if you give us two bobbleheads we'll give you one leafs ticket but there were like six of us Did i you mean take it's it? not a bad value not bad value but we wanted to stay together so i watched the game but no pregame. wait so how many of you were there 
There were six of us. Ah, okay. Fair. You would have only got three tickets. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to the uh, the Leafs uh, the Leafs Caps game this week. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, f- oh sorry. <laughs> we we're gonna go get to the game, but funny thing, when I mentioned to Adam and Alex that a few Habs were at the game, including Carey Price. Yep. A lot of people in my section, I was in the 100th level section. Yeah. There were people with Cole Caulfield jerseys. Really? Yeah, watching That's the awesome. Blue Jays game. Man, the, man, you know, they always go on about Leafs fans travels. Us, us Habs fans, we go too. Don't worry. Don't worry. I just yeah. <laughs> wearing Caulfield jerseys. I'll tell you, man, he's going to be the face of the franchise not, not, not too far in the future. He's going to, oh my God, the man's style. He's dressing up like PK with the suits and the fancy hats going to games. It's wonderful. Oh my goodness. Good thing Mark Bergevin's not here. Yeah. Embracing know, right. history of the team. He's embracing PK Subban. Could you yes. imagine if PK was around with like the, the Chantel McInbay sort of ran PR of the Canadians? Anyway, um, the reason I asked about the pre-show is I only got to watch sort of the back half of it. So I don't know if Hockey Night mentioned it. And I want to be careful because if they didn't, I think I would be ashamed if I were them if I didn't. Because yesterday was the 20th anniversary of Saku Koibu's return from cancer which I think is probably the best ovation the Belsoner has ever given the player. So people go watch. It's, it's amazing. Uh, go watch a really emotional moment. Um, so I, I wanted to know if they had mentioned it because I just, I think it would be it, the former captain, of the Montreal Canadians beating cancer. It's just, um, I, I really hope they mentioned it. Um, but anyway, it's a game where the Leafs win. It's much more competitive than the previous game they played. Um, I think the big story beside the Leafs clinching a playoff spot 50 goals in 50, or I think it's about like 51 goals in 51, 50 games yeah. for Austin Matthews, which I think someone was saying it's the first time since like the 90s it's happened. Since Lemieux. That's insane. But I we're not sure if it counts because it wasn't the first 50 games of the season. So, so I thought that's that was the, the, the margin. But like, again, who cares? It's still 50. Yeah, it's still 51 50 and 50. And 50 it's still games. insane. It's more are difficult. We, are we really going to be that petty about it too? I get it, but like just an FYI, you got every, sorry, not you guys. We can be petty about this. That's fine. But again, in a few years, when things start to happen, I will equally be as petty about it because I don't care. What, what, what do you mean? Well, if you're going to be petty about 50 goals in 50 games and say, well, it wasn't the first 50 games. Okay, let's go through the record book. I'm going to start writing records down. And when people start breaking them, I'm going to be equally as petty because I just don't care anymore. You're going like to some bottom, bottom feeder teams. I'm just I'm a little tired of the smack talk. Not Montreal only. Let me be clear. I'm a little tired of the smack talk. I get it. I get it. Five straight losses in the first round. Well, no, I think you can still enjoy it. I was talking to someone about Not this. Loud. You can you can still enjoy, like, you have to respect the greatness we're seeing. Listen, I like Austin Matthews as a player. I hate that he's a Leaf. Like, it burns me alive. Um, once he broke Rick Vibes' record against the Dallas Stars, I was kind of like, sweet. Okay, he won't be doing anything too crazy about the Haps. And I forgot, like, before that he was already 47 and 47. So once he hit the 50 goal mark and I saw blow up on Twitter, I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. They're not going to shut up about this for the rest of the game. And they, they didn't, which was unfortunate. Um, I'd like to add a different level of pettiness to this. What? This is better than 50 in 07. 
No, it is not better. No, you can't eat. That's a meme. You can't do that. Well, no, it, okay. it physically is better, but I saw somebody say it's not as good as, you know, <laughs> oh, the Danny Heatley memes live forever. Um, but man, it's, uh, would you be surprised if we did it again next year? I mean, I, no, no I wouldn't. Even if this is peak Matthews, like it is, he's on pace to break Ovechkin's 65 or Stamkos is 65 or around uh, there. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, we had the discussion at the end of last year before we even the playoffs started where it's like, he's not going to have a better chance of putting up a extremely high goal tally yet. He's doing it better this year. Like math has said he's doing it better this year, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. <laughs> it's the time to do it too. Cause he's, he's in his prime. I mean, no, yeah, I mean, he's not, 24. He's, oh, so he's still two years technically away. So he's still got, <laughs> if we're doing the, and he's an elite player, so it's a little more. So he still has arguably four or five years of prime Austin Matthews. Yeah. Which is insane to think of. Mm-hmm. Like, I know yeah. people are starting to talk about maybe he passes Ovechkin's goal totals. I'm like, okay, let's <laughs> wait a second. Let's wait a few years before we start doing that. Yeah. Like have some respect. Like it took it took Ovi until like two years ago for people to start talking about the goal record seriously. Matthews has to earn that before we like let's simmer down a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. Maybe like a Patrick Kane comparable, maybe when he gets into his thirties. We'll I think he's already better than Kane. It's just he doesn't have the cups. You like Kane's like the more skilled player, obviously. But I mean, like, I think Matthews, it's very clear. And I, I you remember I had a problem saying Dave, Ke- like you compare Matthews to Keon because Matthews hadn't won anything yet. And you will win the MVP. That debate's done. Um, but like, it's fair to say that Matthews is probably going to be the most talented American born player ever, which is so <laughs> weird to say. Yeah, no, that's and he's from Arizona. Like, Gary Bettman is Gary Bettman just like, Look, there's another reason. Lathering yeah. himself um, in some butter. He's like, oh, it's so good, even though their arena is still empty. Indeed. Oh, my God. And, and Tepi didn't like the city proposal that much. Oh, Shut up, oh Gary. God, Gary. Get over oh. yourself, Gary. He is. Uh, rough game for the Habs. Uh, to start, it, was, it wasn't great, but they continued and they fought back pretty well. Caulfield scored, so that was pretty... Okay, if I can be petty Habs fan for a second, yeah. I did laugh when immediately after the MVP chance, Cole Caulfield scored. Yeah, that's that's very that, pretty funny. That did make me funny. <laughs> I mean, that, that did make funny. me laugh a little bit. Man, he's freaking that's not good. petty. Must I say, that I is. saw this tweet from Sportsnet. He is if he played like this the entire season, Cole Caulfield would be on a fifty goal pace. Ninety points too. Yes, that is yeah, insane. Do- Dominic Ducharme is. Uh... <laughs> Where every like what Cole am I gonna scores. say? Every time he scores, do charm trends. You know the last hab to win the Calder Trophy was um Jose Theodore? No. Not Theodore, no. Alex, you have a guess? Uh I don't. Patrick Waugh. Ken Dryden. Oh jeez. Was the last hab to win the Calder, apparently. Ken Dryden. Wow. And now, like and then Cole's probably been robbed of it. Wow. So I think he's up to 18 goals. It feels like yesterday. So what's funny is Suzuki leads the team with 19 goals. Uh, Caulfield's at 18. He's one behind the team league. I just wanted to mention that. That's um, that's that's pretty nuts. That's actually insanely nuts. Um, and also very unfortunate. Uh, Jake Allen is hurt. 
um, was keeping Montreal in it to start the game. And then like in a weird sequence where Matthew scored the first goal, uh, he was hurt. Uh, Caden Primo has been called up. Carey Price, though, has been practicing. He's with fully. the team, right? Yeah. yeah. No, he was at the Jays game, right? Yeah. The rest of them. Yes, yes, he so was. We could see him start tomorrow against the Jets, which I believe is actually the only game on the NHL calendar. Um, the reason I wanted to mention this up, Wait, and we're going to shift gears. What? It's the only. I'm pretty sure this sucks, last man. time I checked, it was I'm... the only game on tomorrow. Um, yeah, it is. What is this? So no, I mean, no effect. You get, you understand. Like we've been told that how condensed the schedule is yet. There's like three days I've seen in the last month where there's like two or three games. You know what they've done is I feel like what they've done. A lot of the games is they've, they've rescheduled a lot to Sundays the last few weeks. I don't know if that's just me, but it feels like normally we get pretty barren on Sundays, but like there's the one thirty game that's going to start to like soon between Boston and Washington. Um, like I wonder if that's it. Plus, I don't know if they love having Monday games, but it is still kind of weird that it's the only one on the calendar. Yeah. But I mean, all eyes should be on that game. And they're like, is there a better time for Price to come back? We're going to circle back and talk about the Leafs and some playoff stuff in a second. I just wanted to get this in because um, actually, there's more Leafs and Hab stuff to talk about, but maybe we can get there a little later because there is a lot to talk about today. Um but I just, I really wanted to make this a point because I think it's going to be one of the biggest stories in the league if he comes back because of the year he has had off and on the ice and the struggles he's had. I, I, it would be, I really hope it's at home and the Bell Center can really give that guy an ovation. And obviously I'm biased because he's my favorite player of all time. But, you know, I really hope that when he comes back, people really give it the attention it deserves. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Is is the game at home? Yes, it is. Sorry, yeah. I just wanted to check. Um, yeah, no, he's the the story from, you know, from the Cup final, entering the program at the same time, the the around him, the team struggling for him to come back, and going through injury as well. Obviously, I I think it would be, I think it'd be a huge story around the league, but I think more importantly for the team, for the team itself, like, okay. Yeah, no, it's going to be a story around the NHL, but I think to have a, a a guy like um, Carey price back and yeah, he's been around the team and obviously now he's on the, with them on the road trip. I think that's huge. I think that's bigger than anything. It kind of establishes a lot of things for me in a way that the way the season's been, there's been so many storylines. And finally, when we talk about, you know, the quote unquote new hope of what's going to happen moving on, um, it's a good like storybook ending to this season to just see Carey Price go out there and kind of give a bit more of like that enthusiasm, give more of that, uh, motivation moving forward so that would be great listen um luke needed obi-wan uh obi-wan eventually left the movie when he was there force ghost but you know he died moved on um you need that mentor character and here's another thing is is you would like the habs to finish like listen they're currently fighting very hard to stay in the bottom three of the draft lottery right like the standard for this draft i think for habs fans is probably a at worst, fourth overall, because it feels like this draft is very much it's the top four or the, the crown jewels. Um, 
That's what I'm very much hoping for every day. Uh, but obviously the team have a, the team don't like losing um, the team want to win. And especially it would be nice. Like their last game of the year is, is, is in Montreal against the Panthers. Right. Um, you know, the Panthers will be resting players because I think it's pretty safe to say they've locked up first in the Atlantic. Um, it would be nice if, if there is obviously the possibility of carry plays and he gets games in that, you know, it helps a possible trade happening, which I don't want to talk about, but um, it would just be a nice way to end his career in Montreal, at least. If you can start seeing the next generation of Habs, because let's be honest, if anything, this season has almost been the preview of the Habs fans of what hockey is like without Carey Price, which is scary to say for the first time in, since he made the team in what, 07, 08? Yeah, weird feeling, to be honest. Yeah, man. Makes me want to cry. I'll miss you, buddy. Looking back at the picture behind me. Um, okay. So, it looks like as of right now, if we look at the standings, that uh, right now the Bruins have a point ahead of Tampa Bay. So, for the sake of it, we can just have a jolly old lap and say that the Leafs are playing the Bruins in the first round. Yep. Um, I'm not going to trust anyone saying Tampa are falling off because if you want to count the lightning out in the first round, you can be that idiot. Um Yep. <laughs> like, like, what are you thinking? I um, won't be that guy. I'll tell you that. Good, good. Um, but if we look at it, if they face the Bruins in the first round and they can get past them because I think they are the favorites. If anyone, if anyone thinks they're the underdog, I've seen people going on about all oh, the Leafs are underdogs. I'm like, what are you trying to make here? Uh, I think, Okay. I'm not saying they're the underdogs. Like I, I just think obviously there's the history there, and not even just the history with the Bruins, but it is a fact they have not shown up, especially when they weren't underdogs. When they were That's the favorites, they did not show up against Columbus, against Montreal. They did not show up. Um, I it's just. Again, there's the history there, but I think I think Toronto's the better team. Like, I, well, I, I think back to before the Leafs, the perennial chokers were the Capitals, and yeah. I don't think anyone was ever like, ah, do you know what? The Capitals and Kevin Shattenkirk, even though they keep losing in the second round, everyone kept saying it's their year, it's their yeah. year, it's their year. Um, now, once they eventually did win, that was the year when it wasn't them anymore, but that was still like, that. that isn't this Leafs team. You have Austin Matthews playing some of the best hockey we've seen in our lifetimes. It's just that I just yeah, no. people that's a weird narrative. But so to go back to the original point I wanted to ask you guys yes. is if they can't get past the Bruins, and I'm not trying to do the whole thing if you look too far ahead, because if the Leafs do that and overlook the Bruins, they will lose. You, you, you never do that in sports. It's it's an awful thing to do. Um, but if they can beat the Bruins, what does that do for their confidence? Uh, who was it? Um, Paul McLean, right? It was Paul McLean in the documentary yes. who said they have demons everywhere, left, right, up, down in their car, in their bed. Um, and, and I think th- there's, it, it's a fact like Boston definitely contributes to that. Um, the, the, those two years where they just couldn't do it. Um, yeah. That, but again, I think it's more of a first round thing than it is um, a Boston thing. But I think it being Boston in the first round, and if they could beat them, I get like 
I am convinced that the Leafs issue isn't skill, right? It's not skill. That's <laughs> right. Like I, I think it's a, I think it's a mental thing. And I think if you can get past the Bruins, I, I think that clears up a lot of things. And I think it adds, it, it gives them confidence because it's just something they haven't been able to do for five years. So for them to now do it, I think that'd be huge for them. I, yeah. For, for me, I think if they could get past the Bruins, like what Paul McLean said, it is exercising your demons in that aspect where that's the biggest hurdle in my opinion right now, that if you get through the Bruins, I think that established things where, a lot of championship teams have said it like once this happened, I knew that we couldn't lose. For example, with the Raptors, when they were technically not favored to beat Philly in 2019, when they beat Philly, they felt like they couldn't lose. Even when they went to down two zero against Milwaukee in the Western conference finals, um, or even in 2003, when I go back even further and I know I'm going to be a bit biased with this, but Mike Babcock <laughs> said, if we could get through the dynasty Red Wings in the first round, the Mighty Ducks could beat anybody. Well, they didn't beat the Devils, but they got to the finals mm-hmm. in that run. Mm-hmm. Tall example coming with the Philly references. You love to see it. You love to see. It. I wasn't expecting that, Daniel, but you did it. But then you brought it back to hockey, and you love to see it. Uh, and then, what's their rewards for beating the Bruins? Uh, a Florida team, right? Ooh, uh, soon got, uh, Too many familiar the faces end. there. Another well, narrative. Well, it, there. Be, it would be. Uh, it would be Florida or Washington, which again, Washington, like I'm not saying Florida, uh, Washington's going to be Florida, but wouldn't that be a, a story and a half? Where would they be in this, this cycle? Because you know how we talked about for a while, the Capitals were this underachieving team where they always said it was their year and then they won it. And then now we're back on this other narrative where it looks like they're not trying and then they talked about what happened in the bubble and then we saw them against the Bruins last year so I just want to know where are they now in the cap are they back on the we could win it or we're back in this they're going to be underachievers again well it's interesting because if you look right now and the dynamic in the metro is is the caps have almost they're in striking distance of Pittsburgh all of a sudden because the Penguins have been falling and then Washington beat Pittsburgh yesterday and then it's it's sort of wide open. I think there's. I think it's very difficult for me to see the Capitals going beyond the round. Um, if they make it to the second, I think it's a massive season for them because their goaltending is such a question mark. If they start Samsonov at this game, I'm going to and be so mad. Um, start Vitek, please. I, I just I, listen. You know, Ovechkin should get the same respect that Crosby does, as in you don't count them out. But it's just there's there's still questions with that team. And like Marcus Johansson finally got a point yesterday from being reacquired. And do you start worrying? Ah, oh, is this the answer? Bringing back old guys? And is Johan Larson enough? And yeah, they needed depth, but is it enough in goal? Is the big question for the Caps. I, I don't see them being on another big run. I, I like. I agree with you. I think Ovechkin and Crosby. Like, <clears throat> sorry, Ovechkin should get the same respect as Crosby. Um, in that standpoint, if you have them, never count them out. But like, I just think the the two teams are different. Like Washington, Pittsburgh has a reputation where if Crosby and Malkin are not in that lineup, they're still a pain in the ass to play play against. Right? I don't know if I don't. Like, would you agree 
that Washington is viewed the same way? Because I, I, I don't know. Here's about the weird that. thing, right? Is this season, I think, has sort of it's shown evidence of well, 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 first off, Ovechkin has been so healthy in his career that we haven't really seen it. But I think right. what you, you can look at the Capitals this year is they're within striking distance for second in that division right now. Uh, sorry, for third in that division right now. And we look Backstrom missed a bunch of time. Oshi missed a bunch of time. Um, again, with that goaltending, I don't think people really look at them that way. But I think they've done enough this year to maybe prove that they do have Anthony Mantha missed a bunch of time. You know what right. I mean? Um, in that sort of way that they've shown it. Um, but I, I, it's just not the same. It was like, so I'll put my phone. Whoops, excuse that. Um, but, you know, they don't have the thing of they haven't had to do it without Ovechkin and all those other guys where the Pens have. We saw at the beginning of the year, Evan Rodriguez, who has not scored in like, he's had like one goal in his last like 30 games or something. It's really bad. Um, but he was so good to start the year. And that culture that we saw, and we saw what they did against the Leafs. Sorry to bring that up. Um but yeah, maybe the Caps don't have it, but I think they've shown it this year. You know what I mean? Right. Like, remember, uh, 2016, when Pittsburgh won the Cup, Ron Hainsey was there on their first pair. Their defense was a skeleton crew. <laughs> I feel like he's a natural right. first pair. Pittsburgh, Toronto, Stop. Carolina. No, no, okay. that, 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 <laughs> you can bring up 7-1. Ron Hainsey has a first pairing defenseman on the Leafs. That's my line. Credit to Dubas, by the way, for the work he's done on that defense, by the way. Um, very, very quiet. And, like, quality guys that you could see them building, like, maybe not Giordano because obviously he may be a rental, but, like, yeah. but like in the short term, what that core of Muzzin and Brody will do to when those contracts are up, what you can see with Sandine and Lilligren and Nimala, depending on how he turns out in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, he's done a good job. He's done <laughs> it, a real good job. It's so, like, I love when Leaf fans complain about the Leafs defense. And because if, if you think about it, like, man, go back. What, what did Dubis like start with? Like, good Lord. It was Hardner. horrible. It was uh, nowhere. It, it was nowhere near this, right? Like, okay, this might not be the best defense core in the league. I, I'm very well aware. I'm very well aware. Pretty good but, though. It's it's not anywhere close to what it was years ago. I, I promise. I it's promise. An ex- it's an example of how it, it it's not an overnight thing. And it's not just winning now, but it's winning over a period of time. Right. And it shows that there are cycles. And you can see the defense now. You can see the defense and what it looks like three years from now. You can see that he first had to clean. What's that saying of you don't see a GM's impact until like five years later? You didn't... It, it's like what we kind of saw Jeff Gordon do in New York is first mm-hmm. he had to clean up a lot of the previous regime's mess and then started putting his guys together. And you can see a lot of the stuff this year were moves because of Jeff Gordon and not exactly what's going on in New York. Now, no offense yeah. to, you know, guys like Ryan Reeves and they brought in now helping the playoffs, but Barco Gujo and that, but the core was built by a previous guy. And you're starting to see really this year um, what, Dubas is done. And listen, I like Lamorello. You can't a monkey could have drafted Austin Matthews first overall. So yeah. like let's let's calm down there, uh, for example. Um I think I think last year's team was Dubas's team. I think that was the first year we saw 
fully Dubas's team. Fair enough. Um, I think this year we're just seeing a modified version of that, which again, I think I said it last episode is a better team than last year's a hundred percent. I put like, Oh no, it's, I don't even think it's a question that needs to be asked. This year's team is better than last year's. Yeah. Like they're five points away from breaking their single season points record with 10 games to go. Did they not set that last year? Really no, before? they said that 17, 18. 17, 18. Really? Okay. Never yeah, mind. I think really? so. I'll just do double check by look before. Okay. Uh, some other stuff uh, when you look at it. Uh, yeah. So I think we can all agree after that Dallas Stars game that if anyone doubted the MVP race, yeah, it's Matthews is now. That's completely changed. Last time I checked your circuit was a 933, but it could be different now. Um, oh, no. A but it doesn't. That's it so doesn't, bad. It's no. just ridiculous. Well, no, 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 no. So yeah, yeah. let's just let's think of it like this. No. Again, he was on a nine forty. Right? No, no, hundred percent. Still sensational. <laughs> and I think if he allowed like two goals in every game for the rest of the year, he was going to drop anyway. But like, yeah. But like, it's him, no. and like Yossi's good, but it's like on pace for seventy goals. Matthews, it doesn't matter. Alex, what do you think of Gary Galley? Oh my gosh. I, was, I laughed when this was added no, in the doc. No comments. No, I no didn't comments. add that in the doc, but I'll, I didn't I'm going to say no comment. What I will say, though, is give me more Harn Ryan Sigman. I, that would like, that He's was good. awesome. Oh, man. It's, it's very like European esque. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's not, it's very different from like others, like from like Chris, uh, Chris Cuthbert, even uh, Gord Miller. It's just different. It's not, like that that's how, and i enjoyed it very much so i'd very much like him on brought on my broadcast more no comment on gary galley because maybe he should make less comments during the game <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah no that that let's go with that i like he's that. trying to fill airtime guys i sympathize with him let the play-by-play oh. guy do that <laughs> let the play-by-play guy do that let Sh- the play breathe up. Let the play it, breathe it's almost as bad as mcguire it was um <laughs> can you believe it Yes, well, I, see, I can, can because when you look at how the play <laughs> this all Bunker. starts with this play when the guy should have chipped it out instead of trying to make a fit. Anyway, um, Matthew Knives, this is from Elliot Freeman, the 32 Thoughts last night. Matthew Knives is going to meet with the Leafs in the coming days uh, to discuss his future. Now, Freeman sort of used the term unfinished business when looking at Knives going back to school next year. Um, his team should still be good and all that, and there's maybe some reinforcements coming and all that. Um, I forget who does he? He's not in Michigan, is he? He's in Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yes, but when you look at like a lot of the Minnesota guys who are coming to the NHL potentially, maybe you can see that window opening for Minnesota. Shout out to Colorado for winning the uh, for, for winning a national title Denver University of Denver. Denver, I knew that. It's because I was watching the Colorado game as it happened, and they were like, ah, they were playing so well defensively. And then I saw some people live tweeting the actual game, and they said that. That um, Denver played one good period. I was like, ah, they had six, I think, NHL prospects. I think the highest one was Bobby Brink. Second I saw round they pick. had like six shots halfway through the game. I'm like, oh. Did you crazy. see what happened uh, with the Hobie Baker? And so, oh so yeah, Devin Levi is goalie of the year in yeah. the NCAA. Yeah. But he doesn't. It was he wasn't given the Hobie Baker, but a different goalie was giving it. So the goalie hmm. of the year was not the goalie who won MVP. So I read about this. So apparently it's just speculation that, and 
okay, it's it's proven in who's been given the award, but yeah. not in the actual, I guess, nominations for it. But they just apparently overvalue senior players. Oh, he's a senior. Is that it? Yeah, like is seniors are usually the ones that always get the Hobie but, Baker. But, but how do you have a different goalie? So, because what is Devin what? Levi? Uh, is Devin Levi a second year, or is he a is he a, a sophomore? He had like a weird trajectory. He missed like one year after because apparently during the World Juniors he played injured, and then he was out for a season. So this is probably like his like his. So it's his sophomore. Is that second year sophomore? This is his. Yeah, that was his second season. He missed last year. That is uh, so stupid. So stupid. But. <laughs> I just I don't get it. That seems apparently like, uh, I don't understand. And I was reading on this as well that the last time this something like this happened was I think Ryan Miller won the Hobie Baker and then he still returned to school after. So there's something about that. I don't know. Yeah, but that's like at least that's that's like at least oh fine. I can live with that. But like you had goaltender of the year, Devin Levi, and then you had Hobie Baker winner. Um I lost his name there. Uh, Dryden McKay win the Hobie Baker. What's the Hobie Baker award for? Isn't it like most outstanding NCAA player? Yeah. And what's the best goalie awarded for? Probably the best goalie in the NCAA. So there was a better goalie than the MVP who was a goalie. So is there some stupid thing of most valuable to their team or something? That's so weird to think. Okay. Well, you know, you know, that's why, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, a- I was going to say like, something like, it's, but it, was it, Devin it, Levi the best player on his team? <laughs> Jordan it, Harris it, was there, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Igor Shosturkin winning the Vesna and then Andre Vasilevsky winning the heart. It's like, but what? I saw, um, I, listen, I don't want to keep picking on Dom decisions, but I saw his model. There were two things. So he had his rookie projection things, and it was like Bunting was number two in the Calder, and Lilligren was was Bunting one, Lilligren two, and I was like, okay, no. And I saw his heart thing and had Vasilevsky ahead of Shosturkin. I'm like, no. I had Frederick no. Anderson. Yeah, you had Freddie Anderson ahead of him too. Oh, and I was yeah. like, what? Excuse me? I'd like to think back because I know that, and I'm looking back on our quiz segments, that uh, my one of my questions was, who won the Vezda and the heart and it was Carey Price and then Jose yep. Theodore. But yep. I'm trying to think, was there ever a goalie that won the heart, but did not win the Vezna? Really weird. Wasn't it? That'd yeah. Be really That's weird. Good question. We'll, um, I'll fi- we'll find out. Let's answer for next episode. All okay. Right. Are you writing it down, Alex? Yeah. Okay. Good, 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 good. Um, but Matthew knives. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Um, I love that. They really, they really hit on that pick. That uh, a lot of these NCAA like stashed picks, they've they've been working out pretty well for the Leafs. The NCAA Sorry, is coming, yeah. by the way. They're coming. Yeah. CHO needs to watch out. It, I mean, it it did help last year, right? Uh, that the NCAA played, and the CHO Not just that, did man. it. I'm no, just no, yeah, they've been that, no, no, that 2019 yeah. draft. No, no, I'm they've been coming. You. No, I they've definitely been coming, but I think last year. Like that definitely hurt many guys' draft value. Like that, the sure. fact that they missed an entire season. So I look across the league, Ottawa, 
one of the biggest thing they're captain is okay. I always get confused with this because the Kachucks are weird. I'm pretty sure Brady Kachuk plays under the American flag, right? Um, Jake Sanderson, big name is American. The Canadians, oh look at this, their biggest star right now is an American. The Leafs, oh look at this, their bigger star is an American right now. Calgary, another Kachuk in there. Johnny Goudreau, a few Americans. Uh, the Canucks are a bit of an outlier. Wait, no, they're an American defenseman on the back end, mm-hmm. an American goaltender, sensational. Uh, the Oilers are a bit different because you, you got a really good Canadian and the German. Fair enough. Uh, the Jets, Blake Wheeler, their captain, American. Uh, Mark Shifley is a loser. doesn't count. Um, and all that. I'm just saying, like, it's, uh, it's neat. Yeah. It's neat. Connor John Hellebuck, Gibson. Yep. John Gibson. Did you – t- Alex, were you here? No, you weren't here. Um, what do you think of my prediction that one of Hellebuck or Gibson will be Leafs next year? Yeah, I, I- – I heard that. That was a, that's an interesting take. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but let's, uh, I'll, I'll let you have that one. We'll find out if it happens. How about you buy me a pizza? Sure. Wait, okay. a, wait, wait, a slice of pizza or an entire pizza. No, I'll pizza. say yes. Either way. I just, yeah, I, I just want to know. Okay. I won't small? be a dick about it. Yeah. How about like the smallest size pepperoni, thin crust, extra cheese. Okay. Wait, where do you want That's it? It's an added price. Pizzaville. Pizzaville. Yeah, but if Pizzaville. he gets a Vesna Calvert goalie. Is there a Pizzaville downtown? There's a Pizzaville where I live. So you there's can a, just you can wire me the money. There's also a Pizzaville okay, near Dufferin and Steele. So it's like in the yeah, halfway there, point there is. point between Alex and I. Okay. Well, this is it'll be cold by pit we get the pickering. Um very good. Jonathan Druin is out for the year. Um, officially, he had surgery on Friday to repair a torn ligament in his wrist, which is awful. Uh, yeah, he's expected back for training camp. Um, man, man, Druin cannot catch a break. No. I, I wonder if he if he gets traded before training camp. I don't know if some if or if they have to do like a sweetener type thing. But man, Jonathan Druin cannot catch a break. So unfortunate. How many years left does he have on his contract? I believe he's a UFA next year. Okay. I'll See, I, I so. when when I saw that he I saw that news. My oh man, I thought I just didn't think he was going to get traded. Like I just that's unless, a tough one. unless it's a cap dump. Unless yeah. it's a cap dump. Hello, Arizona. He's um, a UFA next year, by the way. Why is he even modified? No trade clause. Okay, three uh, team, no trade list. That's not bad. Uh, not bad. Never mind. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I just thought it, oh, that's going to be tough to trade because yeah, he did have a little bit of a of, of a bounce back, and and then again, things and of no fault of his own, things just did not go well. Um, that's why I thought oh, that's going to be difficult to trade. I think. Uh, we talked about a buyout um, a few weeks ago, but again, like I just, are they going to do that? Are they going to buy him out? Hughes and Gordon seem like the type of guys that are very patient and like to evaluate everything at a point. Right. And I wonder if they think they have seen enough of Jonathan Drew to evaluate the type of player he is. I would guess no. Um, he didn't play a lot under Marty St. Louis. And when he did, he looked kind of lost, which doesn't, Maybe a full training camp would be better for that, but I, I keep rooting for the guy and it just doesn't help. Um, like I, I wonder if they do keep him though, right? And say, okay, let's keep Jonathan Duran. You give, like you said, you give him um, a full training camp under St. Louis. And 
is your expect what's your expectation for next season for the Montreal Canadiens? I are I they going to be sellers at the deadline? They are. A, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. it again, you if things go well, you may or may not be able to get a something for Jonathan Duran because right now, like you say, if you're trading him in the summer, what are you getting back? Nothing. Probably a, a conditional pick from the Suns. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Something like that. Maybe right, even so a third. It, it just, if to me, it, it would make more sense to at least ride it out. If things work out, things work out. And if they don't, you go your separate ways next summer. That's just yeah. me, though. Um, a quick note, by the way, about that Leafs Devils game earlier in the week. I just wanted to say one thing. Uh, the Devils really need a goaltender. <laughs> like, I mean, they. They had Hammond in, who, God bless Andrew Hammond, I love the guy, uh, was not great against the Habs. Uh, Devils allowed a, good, a lot of good chances. Um, they're actually a very high-scoring team, by the way. Um, an- another great guy we haven't talked a lot about is Jesper Bratt, who apparently like people are saying maybe gets offersheeted. Probably isn't going to happen because this league sucks. <laughs> Underlying um, star numbers, according to, what is it, J.F. Fresh? J.F. Fresh. J.F. Fresh. He's been really good, man. He has mm-hmm. been. He's like a fifth round pick. Um, so we'll see what happens with with the Devils. But like, if they can just get, I refuse to believe Dougie Hamilton is this bad. Based exactly. On <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I, 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 I was just about to say that. I, I think everyone is sleeping on Dougie Hamilton right now. It's like they're ignoring <laughs> every part of his career when he's been a good. Like even if he's not like top three defenseman in the league, that he looked like in Carolina. It's Dougie Hamilton. Let's calm down here. He's his ability to walk the blue line and shoot the puck the way he does. Not to mention their head coach is Lindy Ruff. What are you doing? They're ignoring the fact that he got injured. Like that's true. Yes. Ah, what a, people are uh, the disrespect to Dougie is unbearable. Oh, yeah. Um, Jeff Skinner has thirty goals this year. Wow. I we told, all called it. We all I called told it. Told them so. Is yes, the contract was, worth it? No, still yes. no. Of course, no, no. It is. It is awful. More than worth it. It is not oh. good. It is Are a horrible sure? contract. But it helps that he's scoring 30 goals. I mean, who thought Jeff Skinner would be a saber longer than Jack Eichel? Wow. Uh, no Hot one. take. But that's Hot good. Take. I like that. I mean, no. it's just, it's uh, it's weird. I don't know. It's like, no, do you feel like the sabers are just, I don't know, they're... I'm not saying they're at like the Carolina Hurricanes having fun level, but because they were actually a contender, but they're getting there. You know what I mean? Like there's a different atmosphere with this team. Like Tage Thompson even spoke about it. Uh, Dylan Cousins spoke about it. So there is hope in Buffalo. I think we, I think everyone going into next year needs to just temper expectations with the Sabres. That's just. Let's to, yeah, no. To me, it's what ha- what's happening in Buffalo seems eerily similar to what's happening in Montreal in terms of at least they look excited to be there because last year before um, Don Granado was coach, no one looked like they wanted to be there. Isn't it crazy? I'm looking back at this now. We it, it's been obvious, but we didn't mention it that. For two teams that are technically in full rebuilds right now, they had that one season where they tried to bank on everything and try to be contender right away. And it's Arizona and Buffalo, and they both had Taylor Hall. Acquiring Taylor Hall to try to do that. 
That's very strange. That's very <sighs> strange. Uh, I want. I'm just. I see. I'm very curious. I want to look at Taylor Hall's stats this year. Taylor Hall, because uh, he's been very quiet, guys. Do you want to guess how many goals Taylor Hall has on the year? Uh, twenty-five. Twenty-five. Eleven. Daniel? He has sixteen goals, fifty-four points for a second-line player. That's fine. And seventy-one games played. I. I I think if, if he had like a proper center with him, I think you could see him in the 20 goal mark, but like 20 goals, 60 points, maybe that's a real expectation of what a healthy Taylor Hall can be. Um, but yeah, maybe we all got to simmer it down and realize he's not an MVP level to like title anymore, but yeah. You're going to retcon that an MVP or there. Yeah. But Hey, I mean, you know, who is he center. centered with? Eric. Oh, Eric Halla, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Eric. Halla. But he does play with David Pasternak when he's that, healthy. That helps. That helps. Is that Craig Smith that. on the top line still? No. Uh, guess who's on the top line with Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron? Uh, Connor Clifton. Nope. Trent Frederick. No. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Yeah. Who? Jake DeBrusque. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. He's so going to eliminate the Leafs. I can yeah. see it now. Yeah. Oh man, of course, I guess so. Boston. Well, where's our boy Jack Nika stacking up? Yeah, is he even playing? Uh, no. Well, oh. so where's Craig Smith? Third line, Charlie Coyle and Trent Frederick. That's not a bad third line. Yeah, it's an expensive third line. Yeah, but hey, the Bruins doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, they, and, they make and, it work. And Nick Felino's on the fourth line. Yeah, man, my t- I, I, that was bad takes for me last year. The everyone going on about the Nick Foligno thing. You know what? Everyone has, everyone gets one. Everyone gets one. Uh-huh. No, I've had more than one. We all I think have I said something in the summer where yeah. I said, technically the Leafs won that. I know like people are like, no, this is like revisionist no, his, no, history no, because I'm like, no, the Leafs won because no. they got Andre Kasha and Nick Ritchie with that cap hit. What? Okay, so what happened was when Nick Felino went to Buffalo, people were like, oh, see, I mean, they went, he went to Boston, sorry. And uh, people said, oh, look, the Leafs gave away a first that became Carson Kuhlman's for Nick Felino. And he only played a few games. But I, I argued that with the money that was saved by not signing Nick Felino, they got Andre Kasha and Nick Ritchie. And then no. they be- no. Labushkin Daniel. was Daniel. taken Daniel. from the Nick Ritchie. Daniel. They signed yeah. the guy Daniel. who played two games last year. Daniel. Okay, but it worked I'm out. Not, Andre Kasha. Sure you have that one. Andre Kasha was one injury away from playing overseas, I bet. So I cannot make a trade, or not a trade no. tree, a signing no. tree. No. Of no. Labushkin and Daniel. Kasha for Daniel. Nick Foligno. Oh, so they traded the Daniel. first, and they didn't Daniel. win the round. They lost. Daniel, stop. Daniel, not worth it. I'm trying to be hey, Daniel, the no, here. no. <laughs> you're not allowed. I will deny you the optimism. Uh, More good news in Buffalo, by the way. Uh, Owen Power signed, and apparently yeah. his debut is going to be against the Leafs. Uh, not tomorrow, but the day after. That means they will win. Yeah, of course. He'll score He's a goal. He's chosen 25. What? He's chosen number 25. Ah, that's weird. That's a weird number. For defense, that's a very yeah. strange number. Uh, it's like Columbus, a left winger. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Or Ryan Paling, weird number. Uh, Kent Johnson also signs with Columbus. Guy picked pretty well uh, up in the draft last off season too. Uh, that's pretty cool. Do we know what what's up with Maddie Beniers yet? Uh, Is he expected I th- to sign. I I remember we'll hearing that's the expectation, but it might be a few days. Yeah, okay. that stacked team. I think it's. 
Because Luke Hughes, I don't think, is signing yet. Yeah. And Eric Portillo, who was the goalie, he's a Buffalo draft pick, is expected to return to Michigan. They'll still be good next year. They got yeah. some players. They got some players. They had like seven or eight first rounders this year. Like they still on didn't the team. win. Like, oh my God. It's, just, it's disgusting. Uh, the Rangers clinched last night. Chris Carter's at 49 goals. Gross. Very Ridiculous. gross. It's crazy. He's a good player, huh? Yeah, no, yeah. Who, who would have thought 49 goal scorer Chris Kreider? 50 goal scorer Chris Kreider. It makes me sick. It just makes me sick. Uh, okay. Yeah, the Rangers, good for them. Did he do something? Oh, they've clinched as well. Did, did he do something? I'm did, just joking. Did, did, he? did he? Did he? Really? Really? <laughs> really? It was 3 1, Alex. Get over it. I'm not mad about it anymore. I'm not. I'm, I'm over you it. You sarcastically did mentioned you, Chris Kreider killing Gary Price for a playoff. How dare you, you? Did you see the? Uh, I've okay. been through five first round losses. That I, I don't even flinch at three one. Okay, you guys, you spoke to Mike recently. I don't know if this was a subtle thing he did. We're in a group chat together. Okay, but you know what? You are. You're right there. You know when the Leafs said uh, the Leafs Twitter said ticket punched. Yeah. Yeah. For the clinching of playoffs. Mike also put ticket punch. See you there. Smiley face. Hashtag New York Rangers. When the Rangers clinch their spots. So I'm like, was that a thing against the Leafs? I mean, there's, you know, it's a normal yeah, saying, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Like, yeah, no one, no, no other but, team said it. No, but, Florida didn't say it. Yeah, but who cares about Florida? Mike, Mike, Mike has a complicated relationship with the Leafs. For about, the Leafs. About, with, with all of about, us. About the for about the first uh, four months after he decided he wasn't going to be a Leafs fan, Adam, you were there. You were there when you saw this. Um, he Is had like- he had the Leafs as his phone background. He did. He did. He did. Wow. He did. You know what it reminds did. me of? Noted the, Leafs fan. You know the like, song from Rihanna? Which one? That no. I hate that I love you. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that, you there hate it is. that you love Mike? No, it's yeah. for his love. Of the Leafs. No, with Mike, it's all love from all of us. I don't think he loves. I genuinely don't think he's a Leafs fan anymore. Okay. <laughs> I like. I. I. I haven't believed. I at the start of the year thought that he was joking, but he has very easily like proved to me that he doesn't care. Um, Elliot Freeman had a little baby blog, little little blog, a little nugget blog. A mere twelve nugs. hours after we recorded. Yeah, Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, um, Elliot. The NHLPA's response to the Kyle Beach stuff, uh, the whole investigation, apparently, that's going to be completed in the near future. Apparently, Donald Pierre says, uh, head of the PA. Uh, apparently, Fear is confident that players are going to be protected against the revenue losses from the oh, Coyote sure. stuff. But what's interesting, that, that was in the blog, but in the last couple of days, Freeman's been talking a lot about the idea that... Um, that the players aren't too pleased with Don Fear for apparently not being aggressive enough with this Coyotes thing. Also about a possible succession idea. I've been really frustrated listening to this, honestly, the past couple of days because it feels like a lot of players just don't seem to care or either Don Fear refuses. Apparently he was using the media to not answer some questions. I was just thinking to myself, is this... Can we kick the? I hate saying that. I really do, but I'm using it in like the second time in three episodes. Can we kick this dinosaur to the curb here? Like, if if oh. if it is discovered that this guy did not handle the Kyle Beach stuff 
definitively that he did not handle it properly. I get him out and get somebody like viable and who's going to fight for the freaking players. Like they need such a change. And and like I I agree with you a hundred percent. And and I think this, and we'll find out about that report, but this very much lies it's it's on the player like sorry it's not on the players that this is happening what i mean is it's now on the players to decide if they want to make that change or not like right like they're the only like the agents can only tell their players so much it doesn't mean that they're going to listen um but i the only way don fear is gone is if the players decide that don fear is gone mm-hmm so freaking frustrating, man. Like, what good has he done? They couldn't convince. There was a thing of like. A, a well, he got Olympics. And then didn't go. Yeah. Like, great. Congratulations. You got the Olympics and you didn't go. I, I just don't know the job he's done. He hasn't protected players. They haven't, they haven't done it at all. Do we know about the support systems that real retired players have? Oh, wait, no, it goes down to the Alumni Foundation, not the PA. They're just disgusting. It's an awful group. And we know, it's been talked about by Freeman and Merrick, that agents have apparently tried to go after Don Fear and there hasn't been enough support. And I'm going to say it, Alec, it is on the player. This is 100% on the players that it's fallen to this level. Because they give too much a crap about the money than the post-theatrical game itself. I'm not surprised by it, but it's sickening. And and we talked about it on the podcast before. Um, the many of times that we see the NHLPA take action, it has to do with money. And I understand, I get it, Roger. But like, they were real quick to jump on top of any like. Oh, how? Do, what about jersey ads? And what does that do? And how is that like? Okay, cool. I get it, but like, there's more to it. How about like, you want to do something about head hits? As the National Hockey League Players Association, I like. Are you there for the players, or are you not? Like, I get it. You have a responsibility. Be uh, to the players, the other side as well. I guess right, like. Okay, if we remove head hits, uh, or is Ryan Reeves like I don't know? Like, do you, as the game becomes less "quote unquote" aggressive, there are certain guys who are not going to be in the league. Like, okay, I kind of get you have an obligation to them, but at the same time, science has proven that head hits are bad. Like, I, I, <laughs> there is a very good episode of Agent Provocateur. That just came out. They had Ken Dryden on it. Yeah. To open the show, Alan Walsh talks about a, a, a client of his, maybe in the former one. He didn't give specifics, obviously. And it's just, it's a very sad story. Um, it, it, it sort of, it, it's clearly, it's results of head injuries and this player had concussions and it, it's it's a must listen. I know we give Alan Wild a lot of crap, but the work him and Alan do on Agent Provocateur is so, so good. Yeah. Um, and it just opens your eyes. Um, it just, it just makes me sad. You know, it, there is the, the stuff about we can yell about, you know, not calling trips and all that, but then like, you just hear about how some players are left in the dust by the PA and you just get so disappointed by it. 
Um, just they, they need to, I hope that this new generation that comes in can take the time to really sit down and fix this game properly and the people who are running it because the NHL needs to modernize a bit because it feels so oftentimes, and we've had this discussion about like the demographic they're trying to reach. Like, where does this league want to be in five years, five, 10 years? And I just don't mean like, oh, we want to have be a team in Houston and Kansas City. Like, in the grand scheme of things, what do you want to be known as in the league? You know what I mean? Like, what's what's Gary Bettman's legacy going to be, for example? What's Don Fury's legacy going to be? It's not very good to a lot of people. Well, I mean, we can answer the question about what this league currently is. It's very much a copycat league. When was the... Okay. When was the last time the NHL made a decision that wasn't copy? Like, not in terms of the game itself, but from an outs from a marketing or any other type of perspective, when was the last time the NHL very much made a decision on its own that someone else didn't already do? Uh, were they who was the first league to sort of start playing games overseas, like in China? And that would, would the NBA have been up ahead of them there? I think it's the MB, the M- MLB. MLB, okay, yeah. so they weren't there. Plus, not to mention they stopped going to a lot of overseas games. I think they're still going to Scandinavia and that, but mm-hmm. they kind of gave up on the China stuff, which uh, that's a whole mess. But you know, they've sort of let the KHL sort of start taking like a head start there. Um, I'm trying to think. Obviously, the stuff when George Floyd happened, they let well, the they were the last league to respond. They were the last league to cancel. Of the big four, I'm pretty sure once COVID shut down, they 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 waited for the N- N- NBA first, of course. Well, even the NCAA were ahead of everyone there when March Madness got canceled. Um, I'm trying to think what are the big decisions that happened around the league. I mean, can we give them credit for being the first team in Vegas? I think you can say that. Sure. Um, Seattle was already a big market. They we knew we were, they wanted to go to for a while. Um. I think Vegas is the one thing they have. Um, and I think cool. they got lucky that goaltending saved that team to the finals. Um, but I, I mean, you know, I, 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 the one thing I can really give them credit for is how Vegas turned out. But off the top of my head, um, no, everything else, I can't think of anything. I can't. Like within the league itself, they're copycats. Like, how many times have we seen teams copy? what the Stanley cup winning team had previously done. Oh yeah. How they were built the Canucks. Yeah. yeah. And how the Canucks tried to be the Bruins that ruined the Canucks until recently. And they're still kind of feeling effects of that. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah. It's not, uh, I was going to say the coyote situation, but actually is not because in the NBA, uh, David Stern, when he was commissioner actually took over of the, Hornets on their behalf when they were defaulting on a lot of things. And I'm like, okay, so the Coyotes is not even a, a first thing. Like the Coyotes situation is not even a first thing the NHL is dealing with. They're not the first Michael, league. When did Michael Jordan start getting involved with Charlotte, by the way? Because he owns oh, them now, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, this was when they were the New Orleans Hornets before. Oh, okay, and then um, it was still the Bobcats. And then uh, the commissioner took over as owner of the team on their behalf. And then he had to deal with a lot of things of them losing money. So it's not, it's not a first for the NHL with the Coyotes. Hey, 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 the two women's leagues, uh, go figure yourselves out. 
Uh, yeah, that's the best advice they could give. And oh, hey, look, what the women's leagues have not been able to accomplish in making two, like one set, like together league, the thing they haven't been able to do for how long is still not getting done. And the one thing the NHL can do is, oh, go, go figure it out. Like you're sticking two kids in the room, like be responsible. You're the big game in town. You can't even do that. If you're going to copy something from other leagues, copy the NBA with their women leagues. It's so frustrating. Go listen to that episode we have with Will, by the way. What a great episode. Yeah. No, I I mean, after all this, I mean, do I don't want the NHL involved in women's hockey because, uh, and I think we had the discussion before, but I guess just to add on to that, the previous discussion, I think the women's game has a lot more personality than the NHL. Sarah Nurse is great. Like, yeah. I love also Sarah. at the game yesterday for the Jays. Yeah. Of course. She's yes. Sarah Nurse. She's great. Natalie Spooner in that. Like, come on now. Come on now. Yeah, no, They're I think yeah, yeah. it definitely has quite a bit of personality that the NHL unfortunately lacks um, by their own doing very much so. Uh, so that's why I would not want the NHL involved in women's hockey we in had, its current state and the NHL's current state. We had a multiple time finalist for GM of the year, nailing a culture into the hab saying, don't show your personality. <laughs> like what? Who also traded a guy who was beyond personality and was a former defenseman of the year in PK Zuman. Like, right. like that's the type of people, and that they're almost encouraged to run teams or guys within. Not even to mention, like he was part of the Chicago and that, and all of that happened. And okay, um, didn't mean to end the show in such a depressing way, but uh, it had to be so, talked about. I just, I can't wait to have a discussion <clears throat> on officiating once the playoffs start. And everyone like, oh, but the number of penalties goes up. Yeah, but stop it. You're not using the data properly. Oh, now we can look at analytics. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it. Thank you very much for watching. All our stuff is all linked below, as Alex always does. Uh, YouTube for me, Alex Nighthawk stuff, Daniel CGRU, all that lovely stuff. Check out the show wherever you listen to podcasts or, you know, all that type of stuff. Check out on YouTube, TikTok. Everyone loves the TikTok, don't they? Um, they love Sidney Crosby on the TikTok, especially, don't they, guys? Um Am I forgetting anything? I don't think so. Okay. Next time we speak, maybe Carey Price will play. Matthews may have 90 goals. Who knows? Um, maybe even a thousand. Uh, maybe one day Sportsnet will talk about a second team. Um, and maybe Gary Galley will learn to let the commentator do his job. Goodbye. Bye, guys.